Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. So I, I got, I want to tell you a story. So the other day, I'm going to my friend's wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And so I get out of the shower and I'm starting to do my hair, right? And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. using my hands to kind of comb through it and Where to is this do going? a hairdo, right? But I don't uh-huh. exactly like know how I want to do my hair. So I've got one look and it's like kind of a side pony and I've got another look and it's like kind of a bun and I got another one, it's kind of an updo uh-huh. and then I've got another one and it's kind of a beachy waves, right? This is Be- a, okay, this is a hairdo. Waves. And the thing about it is that these hairstyles are really different, but I would say that if you had maybe some summary statistics of each of those, maybe those summary statistics are the same, even though the hair looks really different. And then I was thinking to myself, maybe this is a hands comb quartet. A hands comb, oh God, that's a thing we're gonna talk about today. Ah, all right. Katie, Get it, hands comb quartet? Because I was like, well, I didn't. I don't actually get it because I don't know what a hands comb quartet is. But did this actually happen, or is this just a story you made? No, up? I made this up. Okay, so no wedding. No. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to learn something new. Um, you are listening to Linear Digressions. Okay, so you mentioned hands comb quartet, but first you were talking about summary statistics, right? Oh, sure. And it's not actually Hanscomb Quartet. It's Anscombs it's Anscom- Quartet. Anscombs Quartet. Ans- right. Anscombs Quartet. Uh, this is a very f- famous set of four different data distributions. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of a lesson in why data visualization is important, even though you might think that summary statistics tell you everything you need to know about a data set. Uh, that is not the case. And Anscombs Quartet is a set of these four data distributions that look very very different but their summary statistics are the same okay and by by summary statistics are you talking about things like mean median mode yes all right so interesting i always thought that summary statistics like the reason that we have summary statistics is to of course summarize your data set right so you've got a data set and you don't want to go through the hassle of actually charting it out and looking at it, uh, especially if you're if you're creating a lot of it, you're looking over a lot of data sets and you're comparing them or whatever. Um, you don't necessarily always have a human to look at a chart or maybe generating the chart might be, you know, uh, difficult to do for some reason. So I thought the idea of, let's say, uh, calculating the mean over a data set was to give yourself a really simple summarization of the data set. This is the this is the average point in the data set. But then what's more, you don't just have your mean, you also have your median, which is the the middle point of all of the points in your data set, and that's supposed to tell you something different. And then you've got your mode, and maybe you could also if if you've got a two-dimensional data set, then you calculate those for each dimension independently. So, I guess it's interesting to hear you say that the data sets can look very different because I thought the whole point of having multiple summary statistics was that you could kind of look at it from all these different angles while still reducing it down to a bunch of single numbers, basically, that you could, uh, you know, do things more easily with calculate or whatever. Well, sure. And I mean, I, let's let's be clear that like I love a good summary statistic as much as anybody else, right? Hmm. Um, but fundamentally, at the end of the day, if you think about what a data set is, a data set is a bunch of different points, right? So let's say it's a two-dimensional data set. You got a, 
uh, 20 different points. And so there's basically 40 pieces of information there, right? X, Y times 20 different points. Mm -hmm. And you're compressing that down into, let's say if you're trying to find the mean of that distribution, that's going to be like one point in X, Y space. So you've gone from 40 pieces of information down to two pieces of information. So you have basically like a compression that's just happened there. Right. And And you're going to lose data there. Yeah, yeah. And so as you say, one of the ways that you can mitigate that is there's different kinds of like you know, data information is probably the better term to use here. Different types of information that you can lose when you're calculating these these summary statistics. And so very often, you know, you can try to protect against some of the worst of that by having different summary statistics that probe different aspects of the data. So you might say, what's what's the middle point of the data? What's the spread of the data? how evenly spread out is the data? Is it kind of lumpier? Is it like a little bit more smoothly spread out? There's all these different mm. like yeah. uh, aspects of the distribution that you can describe with different metrics. And that should help you. So if you see that all of those metrics are coming out as very similar or the same for two different distributions, that's a suggestion that those two different distributions are really similar if you were to look at the individual points. But the lesson of Anscombe's quartet is that it's not a guarantee by any means. And in fact, you can have underlying data distributions that look very, very different, but that generate the same summary statistics for you. Okay, so I just pulled up Anscombe's quartet and I'm looking at these four graphs and maybe I'll just describe them. Uh, Graph number one is a bunch of points that are kind of uh, clustered around this, you could almost imagine like a best fit line that's kind of going up and to the right at a particular slope. And you've got these these points that are kind of along the line clustered. They're, they're all deviating a little bit uh, either up or down or whatever from the line. Uh, but it just kind of looks like a semi-random clustering. And the second one looks like almost an arc of these points. Like these points are actually forming... Uh, an arc, uh, like a parabola, kind of like yeah. a parabola without actually deviating from that arc, and they're kind of over the same best fit line. The third one is just a straight line of points, perfectly in a row, and then one of these points is out of that line. It's much higher, and then the fourth is a vertical short line that's got all of these points clustered together kind of over towards the left of the graph and then there's a single point way up in the upper right hand corner of the graph so these look really different but so you're saying the point of Anscombe's quartet is to to show that these four graphs that look pretty much identical I'm sorry that look completely different have uh, identical summary statistics Right. So specifically, their mean, their standard deviation, and their correlations are all the same. That's Um, interesting. And like I said, it's kind of a a lesson in the importance of data visualization that, um, yeah, when you look at these distributions, they're manifestly very different. Um, But the summary statistics would never tell you that. That's interesting. I, I guess I always thought of data visualization as something for communicating to the general public more than something for looking at the data that you're actually working with as a data scientist, right? Um, Because you look at all these data visualizations that go around and it it definitely helps someone who's a layman in a particular field actually to some 
degree understand what the data is saying in this particular data set in an area that I'm not an expert in. Um, but this is kind of illustrating that summary statistics are useful, but you can you can end up kind of in a hole really easily where you're you're thinking you're understanding what your data looks like, but you're actually not. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that's fair that it's it's almost impossible to fully understand a data set because most data sets have more than two dimensions to them and or you know three maybe you could imagine visualizing three dimensions mm -hmm. um but that if you had a four or five or six dimensional data set then it becomes uh, kind of exponentially expensive to look at all the different uh sort of two-dimensional representations you can make of that and maybe there are patterns that don't make themselves apparent in two dimensions but they are if you were able to plot it in three or four so i wouldn't even say that like it's an issue of laziness sometimes around actually visualizing the data. Sometimes it's just not really possible, but it is a lesson in kind of being thoughtful about these kinds of things and realizing that uh, that there are, anytime you're kind of not able to take all of the information into account at the same time, anytime you're doing any of these sort of compression things or ignoring dimensions of the data or whatever, that you do so at a little bit of peril. It seems to me that this was a pain in the butt to develop uh, whoever S.J. Anscombe was because he did this in 1973, so uh, he or she probably did it by hand. I don't actually know how the data sets were generated. Doing it by hand seems like a pretty reasonable, like they came up with an idea maybe of some distributions that might have these attributes and then was able to uh, sort of line things up perfectly. However... One of the things that I have learned about recently is a thing called the Datasaurus dataset, uh, <laughs> which is a really what are you talking cute, about? It's a really cute variation on Anscombe's quartet. So basically, there was somebody, uh, Alberto Cairo, who Wait, figured out a way to. Wait, can you send me a picture? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. We will have a post to this or a link to this on lineardigressions.com. Uh, Really quickly, if you happen to be sitting at a computer, it's autodeskresearch.com slash publication slash same stats or else same stats. you can just Google for Datasaurus Dozen. Um, and these are 12 different data sets, so now uh, three times as many data sets. And uh, the, data, the data sets that are generated, so the idea here is we start out with a data set that I will tell you about in a moment. And then from that data set, we generate other data sets that have the same mean, standard deviation, correlation, that sort of thing. Uh, but these data sets look very different. So the generated data sets huh. are things like a big blob of points. There are some that are kind of like diagonal lines yeah. going, there's uh, a star. going this way, going that way. There's a star. There's some horizontal lines. There's some vertical lines. There's an X. There's like a thing that basically circles. looks like a three by three grid. Yeah, some circles. So all these different patterns. Uh, the underlying data set that was used to generate them is a dinosaur it's like little What's points that look like a dinosaur oh, there it is oh my god yeah this is just a bunch of points that are that are all it's kind of like barney or something yeah it's like if you wanted to draw a dinosaur but instead of drawing lines you just drew it dotted like a bunch of dotted lines yeah like that... a like a um connect the dots sort of yeah connect um, the dots where you don't connect the dots yep and so this blog post that we're looking at goes into a little bit the methodology that that you can use, uh, you start with this dinosaur data set and then you start moving the points around. And when you move them around, you do checks of all the summary statistics 
to make sure that things are staying the same. And if not, then you, you try a different way of moving all the points around. And you can do this many, many times with a computer, obviously. And this gives you basically a way of generating arbitrary data sets from arbitrary other data sets in terms of like what they look like, but they're maintaining the same summary statistics. So we're kind of generating Anscombe's quartets at will. So to summarize then, you've got this crazy dinosaur data set, which is just a bunch of points in the shape of a dinosaur. And then you have some kind of algorithm and you randomly move the points all in random directions and you check the, in this case, it's, it looks like the X and the Y mean X and Y standard deviation, deviation and the uh, Pearson's correlation. And if they're all the same, then you check to see whether they are getting closer or further to your target image. And your target image in this case could be a star or a circle or an X or any of the things that you were describing. And you just do this hundreds of thousands of times uh, randomly mutating the positions of your points uh, until you get a picture that looks more or less like the picture that you're trying to go for. And then you end up with these same uh, summary statistics for that picture because every every mutation you're checking to make sure that you haven't gone too far afield. Yep, yep. So these are, of course, this is always a problem with talking about data visualization is that it's uh, fundamentally visual. So uh, <laughs> this is one of those things that the next time you're at a computer, come visit lineardigressions.com and we will have a link that has little has all the pictures, of course, and then little animations of the metamorphosis from the one data set to the other data set. Um, so go check those out when you get a chance. They're pretty fun. Yeah, looking at the GIFs on this page, it's a lot more into it's like it's really intuitive. You just see these animations and the way the means and the standard deviation of the correlation are not changing. And it it just kind of clicks. Oh, and actually, if you scroll down a little bit further, they've got an example with box plots showing the way your actual data can uh, mutate and cluster where your box plot looks exactly the same. Yeah, because like box plots are really just the same. I mean, it's like a mean and then like a standard deviation, then like a min and a max. So again, just like summary statistics, but very different underlying distributions. That's awesome. Well, I will, um, I, I, you've changed the way that I think about summary statistics that to, to know that you could very easily uh, go wrong if you rely entirely on them. That sometimes some data visualization uh, is in order to check that you're actually talking about data shapes that you think you're talking about. Linear Digressions is a Creative Commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at lineardigressions.com and katie at lineardigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at lindigressions. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.